And yeah, amen. Well, um, not this is about me, but that's me. I'm Carl Mester. I'm serving as pastor of Student Ministries. Uh, thank you all for being here. But I would love to talk about you. This is uh, Elizabeth Sharon. She is a yeah, amen. She's a ninth grader at uh, Gross Point South, right around here, and uh, super plugged in with our high school ministry revolution, and just the sweetest girl you'll ever meet, and you can get a little bit of that from, from the video, but uh, we just wanted to, um, I wanted you guys to get to know her a little bit. I want to introduce her to you, and uh, you can call us an interview. That sounds really formal, though. I don't know, like, we should, like, have ties on, but... Um, I, uh, you know, so we're just going to get to know each other, and then we're going to let you know on a little secret that's coming up here pretty quick. But, um, so Elizabeth, we watched a little bit of the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was from a few months ago. Um, and so can you tell us anything that's new or changed, or do we know any more about what's, what's going on? Um, well, now the doctors think uh, differently than an undifferentiated connective tissue disease and think more of my immune system is kind of going haywire and is just producing all these antibodies and attacking so many different parts. It, like, it doesn't make sense. Um, so we are actually preparing to go to Wisconsin in May for genetic workup and immunology workup. Um, so that's kind of exciting. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> Considering, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, this is a question I wasn't planning on saying, but uh, I don't know if anyone really savvy, you know, Wolverine fans noticed one of the guys in the picture. But tell me about your new BFF. Down well, there. Uh, so at Mott, at U of M, the Children's Hospital, every Thursday night, uh, U of M athletes come and visit the kids. And through that, I've gotten to be really good friends with Devin Gardner. Uh, and he and I, we text, we chat. It's awesome, and it's such a cool thing that has come out of a really hard situation. Yeah, it is. So football comments aside, he's a good dude, and so it's yes. just really cool. It's really cool. I, did, I don't know. That didn't come out exactly, a little bit, but not exactly how I wanted to, but um, it's just really cool, and he keeps visiting. It's not just, mm-hmm. yeah, and, you know, not season's just been, been done for a while. He still comes. It's pretty cool, so. Um, so, you know, I, I must say, uh, it's really from my vantage point, it's just really blessed me to see, you know, your faith journey through this. And so, like, can you describe kind of how that's changed, you know, for better or for worse? Like, how's your walk with the Lord through something this serious? Uh, It's definitely grown. Definitely. My faith has increased more than I could have ever Mm -hmm. imagined, Uh, especially during the beginning of my illness when we had no idea what was Mm -hmm. going on and everything was so hard and there was no hope. And I learned to really trust and to lean into the Lord and that he's going to work everything out. And sure, I'm not healed, I mean, now, but it doesn't mean I'm never going to be healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's just really amazing that, you know, I can trust God through all this. And I have the joy of the Lord because there are times it just makes no sense. Why would you be happy in this situation? But I am happy, and I'm happy mm. because I have the Lord. Mm. Amen. Yeah, you know, this is mainly directed at Elizabeth, but you all need to listen too. But, you know, so many people, it's so easy to curse God, mm-hmm. you know, or, or at least question him mm-hmm. during these things. And, and I'm sure you have questions um, when we get a bad report or something that's serious. But it's really kind of been the opposite. Your faith has increased mm-hmm. um, 
even as your, your health is way up in the air. And so I, I kind of feel like it's like Job, right? And so mm-hmm. everyone, even his wife, like, curse God and die. Like, forget about it. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, what's, where is God? Oh, no, no, he's here. And, and uh, I, just, I just feel like God is going is to bless that and honor that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, just you know, the awareness is one thing. Um, but uh, just to see you following the Lord like this, uh, it's inspiration to me. And, you know, whatever I know out here where you're facing many things, and I don't, I don't want to pretend to know all of them, and, and they could be as serious as Elizabeth. They're probably not, but some of you probably are. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to say I get it. I, I kind of do. I kind of don't. But the, the Lord does, and he is, he is ever-present. You know, like Jamie said, it's not just, oh, hey, we need you now. It's, hey, he's there, and, and he wants you to lean into him um, and trust him and, and hope. Uh, and you have that, and it's really mm-hmm. cool. So um, one last you know, little question. Like, how, how can we help? Uh, prayer is definitely a very important thing to me. Just knowing people are praying for you is very uplifting. Uh, also, you know, having visitors, that sort of thing. People showing mm-hmm. that they care, not just saying, oh, I pray for you, but mm-hmm. really, truly showing. And the other thing is like the video, well, now since the video, I've had 75 IVIG infusions. Um, and obviously, blood donation is very, very important because without that, I would not have this product. I would not be where I am today. Yeah. Well, and so, so this, this is the little the secret part. We're sneaking in here. So um, this Saturday, we are, we, we actually, it's really cool. The brief, the brief part of the version is um, her older brother, uh, Jack, and a friend of his named Hannah, got this idea a few months ago to uh, connect, uh, contact the Red Cross and have a blood drive in her honor. And, uh, and so we're doing that, and we're hosting it here at Grace this Saturday, the 18th. Um, and and you can, the, sign, the times are 1.30 to 7.15, and um, you can sign up. We recommend you sign up. You can pick your time. It's, it's real nice, real convenient, so we kind of know what to expect. But you can sign up at uh, redcrossblood.org. Nice name. And, uh, and there's a sponsor code, GraceWire. That'll, that'll plug you right into um, our setup this Saturday. And uh, another thing, uh, I know it's, it's a women's retreat weekend, which can be awesome. Women enjoy that. But men, okay, my wife's going on the women's retreat, but we're smart over here. We will have child care provided. So we've covered all the bases, we've, you know, and, uh, and we will find a way to make blood donation fun, I promise you. So, or, well, we'll try. But um, really, you know, prayer is huge, and, and I want to pray for Elizabeth. But really, really come out on Wednesday. Sign up, come out, let's pack the place, let's, you know, let's really uh, not just help Elizabeth, but just help so many people. So uh, let me pray uh, for Elizabeth, and then we'll dive in. Lord, thank you so much for Elizabeth. What a sweetheart. What a, what a sweet little girl. I just thank you just for her faith through this, her trust in you, her hope that you have something really amazing planned through this. Thank you for her parents and her siblings. Um, very taxing on them. That goes without saying. And, and again, I don't even understand everything they're feeling and going through, but um, it, it's really amazing to see their trust in you as well. Lord, we pray that, that you would take um, Elizabeth's affliction and that you would bring your glory from it, whether it's through some relationships. Maybe it's with Devin Gardner. Maybe it's with someone else. Maybe it's even someone in her family or in our body right here. <clears throat> Lord, I pray that everything that... that that happens is, is for Elizabeth and others to know you better. Lord, be glorified through her and us in this time. In Jesus' name, amen.
Oh, you can uh, see, I meant to, I forgot to mention, uh, she, she started blogging. She just got it started, so don't go up there expecting to see 10 years of stuff. But, um, you know, she's, she's going to be giving updates. We'd love you to at least, you know, follow on there. And it's just really amazing what God's doing. So thanks, Elizabeth. Um, one last uh, little kind of invitation um, is this Tuesday. It's a big one. We've got to sneak out there. Uh, Tuesday the Grace kicks back off, 7 o'clock. Uh, we are all about you all getting connected, and a huge way to do that is through, our, through getting plugged into a small group-like thing. And so that's what Tuesdays at Grace is. So really, um, check that out. You can just drop in, check it out, get to know some people, and the studies would be really great. There's a lot of info in your bulletins about that. Uh, North Flett's doing a killer job with it, so definitely want to invite you to that. This starts this Tuesday night, so cool, cool. Um, so, hey, uh, welcome here to, to Grace. Uh, really glad you are here. Turn with me right now. We're, we're going to jump to our passage. I'm going to talk for a little bit. But jump to Ephesians 1. That's a passage we're in. It's the 10th book of the New Testament, one of those little letters Paul wrote. Ephesians 1. So, uh, as you're turning there, uh, so we've got our series right there on the screen. He is, I am, so what? And, you know, I was thinking about there's really two ways to say so what, right? There's, there's he is, I am, so what does that have to do with me? Like, who cares, right? So there's that way. Or there's he is, I am, so what do I do? So, so what's next? So what, what's God have for me, right? There's really, you can be the pessimistic, ah, who cares? Or, or there can be, give me something, Lord, give me something. And so that's what we're going for, the latter part of that. And, and Paul, the writer, the author of Ephesians, Paul's got what you need here for all of you. Whether you're at he is, I am, I don't, whether you're who cares or who cares, he's got what you need uh, here in, in our section of Scripture. And so now let me also add, you, you, you may not have noticed, but you see in the bottom right up in our slide, we've got the hashtag so what. Now, for those of you who have no idea what I just said, the that's the old, that's the tic-tac-toe sign for kids, you, you following? Um, the little kids. And, and for you touchstone keypad fans, that's the old pound sign. But no one really uses it like that anymore. It's a new world. Okay, so this is now a hashtag. It's not anything else. It isn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can fight it or you can embrace it. And so, so you'll see up there we have this, this hashtag, so what? And then the at grace wire, that's the sub, yeah, anyway. Um, if you don't know what I'm saying, then just listen politely. But if you do, here's what's going on. So um, we, we did this a little bit last week, but I'm going to really push it. So here, here's what would be really cool. So if you have your phones, uh, and by the way, I'm going to trust you. They, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm, on, yeah, I'm tweeting. No. I'm, I don't know what the cool games are. I don't have time in my life to play. Like Words with Friends was the last, that's how, that's how old I am and like, up with cool games, but Angry Birds, I know that's gone, but whatever came after that is what you're doing now, so I don't really know, but, um, but here's the deal. This may not be your thing. Okay, fine. That's great, but God has really got, I think, some gems for you in this series as we, as we unpack the, the Paul's letter to the Ephesians, um, and so here's the deal. If the Lord speaks something to you, tweet it. I mean, for real, tweet it. And just, just put it out there. And, and listen, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that anything that I share here is going to change a life. But I'm not saying that it's not. 
You know what I'm saying? And so God could have something that could be for you. You know, maybe you have someone in mind. I know that works, so they really need to hear this. But uh, no, anyway, that was kind of a joke. But, um, you know, just, just get it out there. Tweet it, something encouraging for you or someone else. Uh, I think this could just be a really neat thing. And you can, like, retweet it. Anyway, all right. But, um, so I'm going to trust that you're not goofing around on your phone and you're not getting sidetracked. But tweet away. And uh, I just think it could be really cool. So anyway, that's, that's all I've had about that. Because, you know, we can curse technology, right? Or we can embrace it and, and we can take advantage of it to make God famous, right? And so that's what we're here. That's why we're doing it. So don't curse it. Use it. All right, cool. So here's the deal. Um, as Doug uh, shared last week, Ephesians is a really cool little letter. It's, it's, uh, it's different from most of Paul's other letters in that it doesn't necessarily address a specific issue. You know, it, it's great when the letters are, hey, you know, knock it off. Hey, why are you doing that? Hey, do it this way. Or, hey, here's how you should conduct a service. Here's what I think about this specific sin or this issue or this whatever it is. Okay, that's all right, good, great, and grand. But this is more general. This is basically, hey, people, believers, you ought to live your life in general in this way. And so I think it's good to dive into a specific issue. That's good. I think it's even better to look at what can impact every day, every moment of our lives. And so that's what this passage, uh, this, this letter uh, entails. And so that's how we're going to dive in here um, th- this morning. And so um, Paul's got uh, what you need, and we'll see it here uh, as we walk through this letter. Because everything we do, all our behaviors, all our actions, all our thoughts, they're, they're grounded in and shaped by what we think about God, about how we view God. Who he is, there it is, shapes who I am. All right? And so, what? So what? Well, the short answer, so what? A lot. Okay, we could, we could talk about a lot of things. But um, kind of the, the longer answer is, uh, so what? Ephesians 1. Well, also 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, but we're just going to cover the second half uh, of Ephesians 1. So if, if you're there with me, um, we're going to be in verse 15. It says this. It says, uh, for this reason, okay, now we're going to quick pause. What reason, right? What, okay, for the, what's he talking about? Because we started in 15, but what, what reason? Well, last week, what Doug shared about uh, last week, and, and we already see in the first half of this chapter that that he has, he is, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, okay? He is, God has a plan for us that he knew in advance. He's not just kind of making it up, all right? And that he is, he has marked and sealed us, your follower of Christ, to the praise of his glory. And I love that phrase. That phrase is so key, to the praise of his glory. It's all for his glory, right? Now, what does that mean? What do you mean for his glory? What does that mean? It's kind of like I set up with the, the curse in the phone thing, that to make God famous. God has created us not just to enjoy the finer things of life. I think he's okay with a lot of that. But he has created us to bring him glory, to make him famous. That, that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he's Lord, that he is the great king, that he's not even just the creator, but he's the savior. And all these things that we can try to understand who God is, 
just a glimpse of, of who he really is and his majesty. And that is why we are all here, is to bring him glory. And so that is his purpose uh, in our lives. And so um, that's why we exist. Well, verse 15, uh, it continues. So that's the for this reason part. It says this, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. We just celebrated that at Easter. And he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. He is... I'm going to work backwards for a second, then we're going to hit where we're going to hit. But he is, God is head over everything. He demonstrated his strength and power on Easter Sunday nearly 2,000 years ago. He is far above all rule and authority, all power, all dominions. He is above all that, and there's not any title, any name, any anything that will even come close to being, you know, like him. Ever. Now, forever. In eternity. So he is, I am. Now, from Paul's perspective here, as he writes this letter, God is who he is, and he touches on parts of that. We just read it. God is, but I, Paul, I am thankful. Paul, Paul thinks about who God is and what God does as he moves in people's lives, and Paul sits back as he writes, and he's thankful. You know, really, this letter is it's like a really nice, long, like, thank you note slash prayer request. I, I just find it just really, really uh, profound and fascinating. And it's just verse 17. I wanna, we're going to spend most of our time in verse 17. It's this verse 17 prayer request that will shape our time together. It says, I keep asking that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Now, as we unpack this, this verse here a little bit, um, I actually want to work backwards on here as well. I'm in a backwards kind of mood, I guess. And that last line, the prayer, great. Why? So that you may know him better. He is, I am so that you may know him better. Now, Here's the thing. This, this line alone is, is, just, is just gold in and of itself. You may know him better. Listen, that is the only reason why we should ever ask for anything. Okay, when we're talking about prayer, there's no reason to ever ask for anything unless the purpose is to know God better. You can tweet that if you want. You don't have to, but you can tweet. There's no reason to ever ask for anything unless the purpose is to know God better. I kind of feel like, let me give you a, a half-serious, half-joking example. I kind of feel like that's why I haven't won the lottery yet. 
Anybody else ever feel that way? I don't think it has anything to do with the odds. No, 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 no. I think it's because God knows, hmm, would giving Carl hundreds of millions of dollars help him know me better? Probably not, right? It'll probably just make him more greedy, more worldly, more selfish. Look at all the stuff I could get. It'd be awesome, right? Right? But I figured, I figured it out I was, as I was thinking about this. Like, I'll just, once I master those things, God, you're right. I am yeah, I'm a little worldly. I'm a little greedy. I'm a little selfish. I'm going to improve those. Show me the money, baby. But I kind of, <laughs> I kind of, I feel like I'm outthinking him. And I think that doesn't, he doesn't like that. And so I'll probably be stuck driving a car that was, you know, built when I was eight. But whatever. So <laughs> you do the math there. But um, in all seriousness, right, we should never pray or ask or even hope for anything unless it will make us and or others know God better. Ever. Amen. 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 Because that's God's will, right? In fact, we had it in the little song, and you all know the Lord's Prayer, right? Thy will be done. That's that's how we live our lives. That's what we look for. That's what we do. That's what we get involved in is, is the Lord's will. And, 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 and that's all over the place. And, and he speaks different things to different people, totally. But um, when it comes to what we want, you know, that's not only the right answer, but we need to live that out. And so that's what Paul's telling us is to live uh, for his will. Uh, and so this is Prayer Request 101. And so with, with kind of, you know, that in mind, all being done, the people know him better. Uh, let's take the most, most of the rest of our time to look at the first part of his prayer request, that the Lord would give the believers the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And so as amazing as that prayer is, right, and, and, and as important as this request is, as badly as we need this, right, we can go all the way back the Old Testament. This is not a new thought. In fact, we're talking about Twitter. Okay, that's like, whoa, like so, like 2010, right? Okay, right. We can go back to 3,000 years ago because this wisdom from, you know who I'm talking about, King Solomon has not been improved on in 3,000 years. In fact, you guys know Dave Ramsey? He's make talk about, God gave him money, but anyway, whatever. He is just killing it, and you know his secret? King Solomon's wisdom. And so we can go all the way back. You don't have to turn there, but in Proverbs 2, I was going to spend like the whole hour in Proverbs because we should, but, in, in, but we, don't, we won't. You're welcome. But uh, in Proverbs 2, we can go all the way back and just get a glimpse of the wisdom that God is just begging you to ask for. All right? And, um, and it says this. So the scripture will be on the, on the screens, but Proverbs 2, uh, I think 1 through 6. Says, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Amen. So I'm a little afraid to ask this question, but not really. But, okay, raise your hand if you would like to be wise, or you think, some of you think you're wise. We'll accept that too. But raise your hand if you'd like to be wise compared to the opposite. Okay, every hand should be up. Very good, very good. Most, some of you guys, we can pray with you afterwards. That's fine. But, okay, so we all, we all would want that. But here's the deal. This is like, this is so incredibly simple, Yet none of us do it, right? Here, let me just tell you a little secret. 
you can become wise. And you don't even have to, you don't have to go to U of M or any of those schools. You can, there's some knowledge there, and that's good. But here's the secret. I mean, please listen. Let me tell you exactly how to do it. It's a one, one step, not even five step, one step. Ask God for it. That's it. Look at Solomon, right? I wasn't going to spend a lot of time with Solomon, but he's my boy. And so what, what is his prayer? God's like, hey, I'll give you anything. He gets the genie in the bottle thing that we all, we all kind of wish we could get, right? And, and, and you know, God's saying, yeah, I wonder what he's going to ask for. I, give me all wisdom that you are fit to give me because I need it to accomplish what you want me to accomplish. And God's like, wow, I'm, that's incredible. I actually hoped you'd ask for that, so here you go. In Proverbs 2, Solomon is just writing and he says, listen, trust me, he'll give it to you if you ask for it. And so it starts with the first thing is just ask for it. God, I want to be wise, most of you, but I think some of you just, maybe your arm hurts. Okay, you all want to be wise, just ask for it. Let's close in prayer. No. All right, just ask for it. Now here's the deal. Also in, in, in verse 6 of Proverbs 2, where does wisdom come from? It says wisdom comes from God, right? It comes from God. That's important to note. There's a distinction between godly wisdom, which we're talking about and we're shooting for, and worldly, you know, wisdom, all right? Very important. In fact, our boy Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 3.19, he says, the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. Our other boy here, 3,000 years ago, Solomon and Proverbs 14, 7, he says, Stay away from a foolish man, for you will not find understanding in his lips. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard this, this phrase before, this saying, but, you know, if you're arguing with a fool, make sure that he's not doing the same thing. You guys ever heard that? Okay. Now, that's not my quote. You can still tweet it, but it's not for me. I read it. I think I got it from Wayne Stapleton, actually. I mean, duh, right? I mean, he's a stud. But... Um, if you're arguing with a fool, make sure that they're not doing the same thing. And uh, you're laughing because you're like, I think I've done that. And, and those of you that don't get it, okay, all right, you're, you're wise. You keep telling them that. All right, so uh, amen, right? So God, here's the deal. God wants you to be wise, but he will let you become a fool. He desires to give you wisdom. But he's not going to force it down your throat. And he wants to change your life. But he'll let you stay in your sins. God wants you to know him personally. That's why Easter happened. That's why Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesians, that they would know God better. Paul's got what you need. And we need to know God better in all sorts of areas. I mean, the list, I mean, how much time we got? All right. But I just want to, I want to touch on one, and I'm going to give you a little commercial for, for this parents, I don't know if I'd even call it a meeting, a seminar sounds, that's like the get the tie back on. But the, this, this parents event, there we go, that we're having this Wednesday night, the 15th, here at Grace, from 7 to 9. I, I think it's the biggest area, but I'll just say one of the biggest areas um, plaguing not just students but adults as well um, 
deals with, and there's a, there's a generalization here, deals with like sex and, and pornography and, you know, lust and, you know, sexual morality. There's a lot of words we use to describe elements of it, okay? And so this Wednesday night from 7 to 9, here's the deal. Uh, this is actually invited to anybody, but I'm, direct, I'm speaking specifically to, to parents of students. But if you've got a middle schooler or a high schooler, bring them at 7 for Storm or for Revolution, okay? They'll go their way. And then you come join us. It's going to be an upstreet. It's that first children's room when you come up the stairs, the main entrance. From 7 to 9, and, and my man, Eddie Hartman, uh, you're going to meet him here in a little bit at the end, but Eddie Hartman is one of the elders here at Grace, uh, one of our youth leaders, and I believe Paul Chabot, another one of our youth leaders, um, are, are going to address parents on issues of, of sex and pornography and, and, and lust and sexual morality. And there's going to be a Q&A time. And, and I really come ready to engage. But here's the deal. It's not just a kid's issue. It's easy to say, oh, well, you know, adolescence, whatever terms we want to call it. Okay, great, fine. But it's an adult issue, and it's a Christian issue. And, and it's something in this room as well. And so come, you can come as inconspicuous as you like, or you can come as, just, as, as open as, as you like, and we'll have to take the mic from you. Okay, fine. But come this Wednesday night. We just want a resource to address, you know, what Scripture says about it, what social sciences say about it, and, and where we're at on it. So again, this is just one little area where we need to invite the Lord's wisdom into it. And, and one big area, huge area, I need a bigger word. We need to invite the Lord's wisdom so that you and your kids can know him better. That's it. That's the only reason why we do anything we do here. And so I want to see you on Wednesday. So that's Wednesday. But right now, I got, I got one last little kind of invitation, application thing for you to consider. And it's a picture that Solomon paints in Proverbs 9. I'm just going to read three verses. And I want you to read them, and I want you to figure out kind of who you are and be honest with yourself. He says this in Proverbs 9, verses 8 through 10. I'm actually, actually, I had this thought when I was practicing this. I'm going to read it backwards. It's just ridiculous. So I'm going to actually read verse 10. It says, this makes no sense. It says this. Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let's go back to verse 9. Instruct a wise man, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man, and he will add to his learning. Verse 8. Do not rebuke a mocker, or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. So, the little question I have is, you know, which are you? Solomon gives us a little quiz, and basically, basically his question is, how do you respond to godly advice or godly wisdom? And he calls one a mocker, which... And it's not a word we really use, um, and for kind of good reason. It's not really a nice word. And, and so he says, you know what mockers do? And I want you to think about this. Do you fight it? Do you get defensive? Right? Do, do you look for a way to, like, refute it or rebuke it or even the, maybe even the person? I don't know. Or do you love it? Give me more wisdom. Man, you're right about that. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I really don't know. Hey, tell me more. How should I live? What should I do in this situation? Please, I, I, you are very wise, and I trust that you're hearing from the Lord. Please tell me. Or are you a mocker? I'll figure it out myself. 
Who are you to, you don't know me. Who are you to, whatever it is that we say, and we hide behind all these phrases. Hide behind these curtains. Remember that? See what I did there? And so we kind of have a word. So there's the mock, and then there's the wise. We kind of use a word, I think, in our culture today, teachability. I just heard teachability. It's, kind of, it's a word used in business. So it's kind of a, hey, you want a healthy organization. You want teachable people. So I think everybody realizes that just kind of on an X's and O's thing. But you ever think about it spiritually? That's really what Solomon's getting at here is, is are you teachable? Because, you know, I've seen, I've seen some of the best and brightest and most talented people falter because they won't get this. And it's actually not that they don't get it. It's that they won't embrace it. This is really what it is. They get it. You, you get it. You're, you're smart people. Um, but we fight it. We fight it. We're unwilling to embrace it. And so listen, the caveat I have to give, and this is, we use this as an excuse, and, and, and sometimes it's true, but it's not always true. In fact, most times it's not true. But you do need to make sure that the advice is godly advice. Because again, there's a difference between godly advice and worldly advice. Worldly advice is, well, if they're going to give you more money, go there. Oh, good. Look at her. Of course you're going to date her. Are you kidding me? Look at her. Right? Or, or whatever it is. Okay, you know, that could be like, you know, 1% of the equation, fine. But that's not maybe godly advice. You can smell it when you see it, okay? You know what it is and when it's not. And so you do need to make sure it's godly advice. You need to make sure you're, you're getting that advice from a person who loves the Lord and their sole purpose is that you would know him better. Because if it's not that, listen, grandma's fine and nice, but if it's not that, thanks, I'll pray about it, which is kind of, you know, Christian for no, right? So you know that? So uh, I mean, you guys didn't know that? Am I don't? If I've said that to you, I said it and I meant it, all right? But, all right, I meant me. I would never lie, but some of you. Uh, anyway, so you consider the source, and, and, and when it's godly wisdom, how do you respond? You fight it because it's not what you want, not what you want to hear, not what feels good sometimes? Or do you embrace it? Man, give me more. Give me more. You know, Paul also says, says listen, training is hard work. It's not all sunshine and lollipops. And so do you desire wisdom from the Lord above anything else that you even know or experience? And so that's my prayer for you all. Back in Ephesians, as we kind of start to land the plane here, Verse 17, they're gonna, I think they're going to throw it up there again. Because as I was thinking of like some really poetic ending here, uh, I really couldn't improve on Scripture. <laughs> Shocker, right? And so I, I feel like um, I, I kind of want to just almost pray over you uh, the very same prayer that Paul prayed uh, for the believers. And verse 17, it's this, and, and, and this is true, and this will always be true. That I, I'll keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, uh, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation for only one reason, so that you may know him better. Paul, um, and, and so, and so um, what I love about that last part is that this is what God desires that you would know him better. Listen, the creator of the universe, let this sink in. He wants to know you. I mean, get out of here. Like, who writes that? That's for, who could even claim that that's true? Unless it is. He, he knows you, and he wants you to know him. And the prayer continues in verse 18. And this, this is it's actually a song written about. The song is a little outdated and cheesy, so I won't even tell you any more about it. But the, the, the verse in 18, it says, And I pray also, 
that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Listen, who couldn't use a little more hope? I mean, that, that would be like the most arrogant rejection of, of oh, I'm good, man. I, don't, I, I, I got everything I need. I'm perfect. Mm, I don't think so. Who couldn't use a little more hope? All of us. And this is, this is real hope. This isn't like, you know, cross your fingers. and I, I can't really do it. How do you do the heel thing? Is that like, you click your heel. That didn't work out nearly as well as I practiced it on the, I need a rug or something. But this isn't cross your fingers and click your heels together and, you know, mama needs a new pair of shoes type stuff. This is real hope. You know, you met Elizabeth up here. It's just so, so just sweet for me to do that. But this is hope that, that sweet little Elizabeth is going to continue to know the Lord better. And I say continue because, let me tell you, some of you got to catch up, all right? But that she would continue to know the Lord better. And this is hope that through, well, we pray that she's healed. We prayed this morning, and, and, and it, was, it was great. We pray that she's healed. We, we do, and God will, he can do that. This isn't, again, just pie in the sky. Oh, well, you know, I guess it's a Christian thing. Let's just pray God heal her. Okay, amen. No, he can. But until he does, this is hope that she is going to use her life, the good and the bad, to bring glory to God, to make God famous, so that she and her family and you all and everyone that she ever meets may come to know God better. And, and this, is, this is hope that this Wednesday we have this meeting. It's just a meeting. But this is hope that you and our students and all people could surrender to God's wisdom in a pretty intense area like sex. That you could trust that, as Paul also writes in Romans 12, that God has a good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that our prayer and that our lives would be your will be done in every single area of our lives, including that one. And this is hope that your marriage can improve. Not because of him or because of her, but because of God. Because each of you would seek him and seek his wisdom and ask for it. And he will give it to you. Now, it doesn't mean you're not a ding-dong and you do stupid stuff, okay? But it means that you're going to seek godly wisdom. And you, through him and his power of the Holy Spirit, you can't do it on your own, but through his power, you can actually fix that. It's not really you, but I'll throw you a bone so you feel like you're in control. You can fix it, but really he can fix it if you surrender. What do I do? Do nothing, all right? Do nothing but trust God. This is real hope. And it's hope because Jesus defeated death. It's hope because Easter happened 2,000 years ago. It's hope because Jesus removed the curtain that was a barrier between people and God. The curtain is torn, and we have direct direct access to God. Not just to know things about him and wave to him and pray to him, but to know him personally. The curtain has been removed, and we can know God personally. He is. He has done great things. We just all saying that. God is able. Really cool, simple song. I love that song. He is. And he's on the move here at Grace. Let me tell you what. He is 
doing some incredible stuff. I tell you what, this is it's going to blow up. I'm telling you, in a good way. I guess in a good way. All right, God is 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 there's stuff that are just positioning just for the Lord to just do huge, huge stuff. And so um, I, I'm really excited ab- about all that. And, and he's ready to do more than this is a phrase you, you've heard, Doug Champion. And it's true. God is ready to do more than you could ask or imagine. And we kind of, I think we hashtag it. If not, we're gonna. We hashtag immeasurably. We do. I think, yeah, I've seen that. Immeasurably more. It's legit. And so he is. What are you? And so what are you going to do? I pray that you would seek from the Spirit wisdom, revelation, so that you and everyone would know God better. And so let me close in prayer, and then um, we're going to have, don't leave yet, we're going to have a little special little thingy. Let's pray. Lord, uh, let Paul's prayers be our prayers. Let I pray that we we would seek you alone in all we do, all we say, all we think. Lord, I pray that wherever only about one thing, and that's knowing you better. Wherever we're at in the spectrum, some of us, maybe it's a little more obvious. Some of us, it, it may seem like we're doing all right, and maybe we are, but we can know you better. And Lord, I pray that you would meet us there. And Lord, I feel like what we pray, we, we pray, we ask for your blessing all the time. I kind of want to flip the script, and I want to pray that we would bless you. That, that would bring you glory and honor. I pray we would live lives where you're blessed by us where you're glorified. Lord, I thank you for who you are and, and, and what a privilege it's been for me to be up here. And so we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen.